780-496-0063-403-974-8255. If you want to weigh in on this, the lines are full. Uh, some of the texts. Heidi says, basically, Kenny can't win on this one. What I can't understand is why our government needs to babysit everyone. You complain when government steps in too much. You complain when they don't do enough. Just be responsible and act like a human. We're sort of in a spot, aren't we? We're sort of in a spot right now. Let's go to the phone lines and see what people have to say. Let's start with Dean. Hello, Dean. Hey, how are you this morning? Good. How are you doing? Hey, not too bad. You know, your last caller that you had before your uh, 10 o'clock news break, I think, you know what, what he was trying to kind of elaborate more on was, and and I'm not trying to pick sides on either side here, but what it is is that people that have actually, whether they believe in the COVID or they don't, the point is, is that there's no factual evidence to anything. We've only just been told what the numbers are, what the death counts are, the hospital conditions and whatnot. So the problem is... Well, what, 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 what would be factual evidence then? Sorry? What would be factual evidence? Well, have you taken a COVID test? Yes, I have, too. And wh- how did you see your results? Uh, they, they phone you and tell you, or you can check on your, your My Health thing. So you can actually physically see your actual results. I wouldn't know how to read the test results. I'm not a virologist. Well, you shouldn't have to be. Well, what are you saying? Like, I don't, I don't understand. They're lying when they phone and give. Like, I've never said anybody's lying. Okay, so I'm what are you saying? People, I don't understand. People, Jay, what I'm trying to say, if people were to understand what it is, if it's no different than me basically going into a bank with a lawyer and saying, "Hey, you know what? My lawyer says, you know what? This individual is good for the money. Give him the loan." The bank manager is going to say, well, I need to see some factual evidence. Okay. What factual evidence would you need if somebody phoned you and said, you, this is your test result? What, do you, what, what, what are you contesting? If there's doubt, because that's what this is. It's doubt, because this is where the governments have even got it wrong as well. Because at the end of the day, if you've got a, if you've got a pandemic on your hands, then restaurants shouldn't be open. Nothing should be open. We should be back at where we were back last year I, I agree with you that a lot of this a lot of it doesn't make about, sense but if it's about money then you can't have it both ways and penalize people because you know what well you're not doing enough but we're opening up we're opening up this you've got a pandemic on our head we got a pandemic on our hands so which way is it no I, is it health or is it money I, I think you make a good point there Dean I think you, you're right that the messaging around this and some things are okay and some things aren't uh, is confusing and uh, I agree with that's, you on that 100 percent exactly you're 100 percent right and that's exactly what the problem is is the confusion yeah I think you're so right people don't end, know what's that people just don't know right I mean because the messaging they're has been right. so muddled over the year so give them give them all the information give them all the information so if everybody has all the information and all the naysayers don't believe it and now they see all the information they can say you know what you were right all that time but until you don't see it then it's all hearsay uh, yeah, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying to a point, and I understand what you're saying, Dean. I do. Um, if any, you know, if 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 you don't believe it, and you you're, you're a naysayer, and you uh, just uh, tune into what's happening. Just look, Google India COVID video, and see people dying in the streets. And you know, I mean, the the evidence is there. I think if if you do want to see it, let's go to Nick now. Uh, hi, Nick. Hey, Shay. Good morning. How you doing? Good. How are you doing? Doing okay. Doing okay. Hey, look, I just wanted to inject the conversation with a. A different viewpoint, I guess. Uh, 
I feel like there's a lot of pessimism in this world. Um, I feel like we're lacking uh, we're lacking a lot of optimism. There's, there, there is some good that comes out of this. And one thing for me, like this will eventually end, right? I think yep. it's important to to uh, to hold on to that. But I think COVID has done so much to expose cracks in, in almost everything, institutions included, right? Government, everything. And one of the things is the long-term chronic stress of healthcare workers. And so when we hear them talking, um, what we're hearing is long-term stress and anxiety, right? And, and anxiety of an event occurring, right? I think, does that seem fair? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. And so then when we see people uh, flouting restrictions or, or uh, just trying to go to church or meeting up with family, whatever, the, the, the irony to it is I think they're just as angst. They're just trying to live. No, I, yeah, I think you're right. I think the, the the frustration level that we have reached, Nick, and the exasperation is there's nobody immune to it. I think you're absolutely right, and I think people react in different ways, right? Um, yeah. Some ways help yeah. us, and other ways hurt us. Absolutely, and I think it's important to look at, at everybody coming from a place of, of good, right? We might not all agree, but nobody's out there trying, like, a doctor telling me to stay home is not trying to kill me. No. Right? So I have to look. I, I can get frustrated about doctors. And I used to work with some of these doctors, and I see them. I get a little bit frustrated uh, because of my professional viewpoint. But, um, you know, they're coming from a place of good. And I think the people who are out there trying to do something, trying to live their life, they're coming from their place of good. We just can't, we just can't all agree on that. And I think it's just important now that it's you know, Mental Health Awareness Month and all yeah. that we actually consider that and, and start being a little bit more optimistic about where people are coming from rather than being the pessimist, that's all. Okay, good call. Thanks, Nick. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, the pessimism is palpable, and, and it's understandable, and I understand why people are frustrated. A lot of you text me about the Texas thing. Uh, one listener says, can you say again the COVID deaths per capita of Alberta compared to Texas? I missed that part. Okay, here are the numbers. If we're going to do the Texas thing, we're going to do it right now, and then we'll be done with it. Texas has had 50,480-some deaths over the course of this pandemic. Their population is 29 million. Alberta has had 2,000, Okay. Our population is 4.3536, somewhere around there. So uh, let's say that their population is about, for rough numbers, seven times higher than ours. So if we were going to have the same number of deaths per capita as Texas, we would be up in the neighborhood of 14 or 15,000 instead of the 2,000. So Texas, yes, they are opening up. They're way ahead of us in terms of vaccinations. They handled things entirely different to the tune of uh, a death rate Scale to population of 50,000 in Texas would equal 15,000 in Alberta, but instead we're at 2,000 because of the way we handle things. Now, you can make your judgment on whether that's the route that you want to take or not. Um, that's up to you. Let's go to Jimmy now. Jimmy, your thoughts? Hey, Shay, thank- Shay, Shay, thanks for taking my call. You bet. Um, you know, listen, it just seems to me that uh, anyone who is against this vaccination for any reason... I, I just get this sense and I hear that people like that with that point of view are automatically written off as conspiracy theorists, uneducated. But what, what I'm gravely concerned about is the lack of reporting uh, on your station on things that are based in science, things that are you know, being said by multitudes of doctors nurses around the world about the vaccination and i guess the point you know the main point i'd like to make is 
why are we calling this a vaccination? Like, what is the definition of a vaccination? What do you mean? What can, is the can you? What is the de- what is the definition of a vaccination? If you were to look it up, I don't know. I don't have a dictionary in front of me. What? What? Can you make the point? Well, in general, a vaccination is something that provides immunity. This quote vaccination is not providing immunity. So I don't understand why we are using the term vaccination when it is not a vaccination. By definition, it doesn't meet that standard. Um, okay, what difference does it make? The fact of the matter is you won't end up in hospital and die if you get it. That's right. But, but what, what people don't understand, or you know, what's, what's not being reported to the public, are you familiar with VAERS, with the Vaccine Adverse Event? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So if you've been, you know, looking at VAERS since January, you would note that since January up to, as of March, they're reporting to March 26th, there have been 50,861 adverse events, Mm -hmm. 8,287 visits to ER doctors, 911 permanent disabilities, 4,824 hospitalizations, and 2,509 deaths from these vaccinations. No. Nobody knows. No, nobody, nobody knows this. Nobody hears about this. No, very, no wait, th- those numbers, those are things that have been reported those, following vaccinations. They have not been linked directly to the vaccination. Some of them might be once they're investigated, but that is a reporting system that's been in place forever. And nobody is saying I, oh, there I are know, not I, risks I to the vaccines. What you have to do is make the calculation based on the risks of getting COVID, compared to the risks of getting the vaccine. The risks of getting the vaccine are very, very low, right? We do know there are risks. There are blood clots with AstraZeneca to the tune of about 1 in 150,000 to 200,000. We know that. We understand right. that. And, and the, the, the mass amount of neurological events that are happening from Johnson & Johnson and Moderna, which, once again, people aren't really... Plus, also, the other thing, Chase, sorry, but... The other thing that is very alarming that is not being reported is the thousands of women around the world who are reporting abnormal menstrual cycles and clotting, like serious clotting. Yeah, you know, Jimmy, uh, you know, it, it, it just it just points that I'd like to put out. Okay, that, well, you know, put them out there, and, I, and I, hear, I appreciate yeah, it. We don't hear these things. So. Okay, okay, well, we've heard them now, um, and, and this is the thing, right? Uh, you can find these sorts of sources of information um i i know what he's talking about with the women i know who it came from uh i know exactly who put that information out and i know it has been thoroughly debunked over and over and over and over there's been doctor after doctor after doctor who has linked to that post that he's talking about that said this is nonsense but it doesn't matter we it's out there okay and and some people will hang their hat on it go to mel mel wants to weigh in now hi mel Mel, are you there? Yes, sorry. Yeah, no, no problem. Go ahead. Anyway, i got to make four comments. Okay. Okay. Announced, I listen to your, your station quite a bit. One of the comments was uh, from some other people to me was that quit calling the government, quit calling it bending the curve. Okay. 
put it in simple words for everybody to understand. Some of the immigrant populations, the new people coming to Canada, coming to Alberta, do not understand some of our terminology. Just say the cases are rising, the cases are going down. Don't say the curve. They don't understand that. Uh, I mean, we we have talked to some other groups who have worked, you know, to establish English as a second language services around this all for some communities. So, okay, fair point. I understand there are some people that, you know, language can be a barrier. I don't know how much of an impact it is on the overall messaging, but okay, fair point. Mel, what else do you have? Okay. Um, The provincial government has to, I guess, make their recommendations an actual bulletproof law so that all these cases of people not listening and getting charged, their tickets won't be thrown out of court. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of questions about if you do get a ticket, will it hold up in court? I mean, the enforcement around all of the restrictions has been a disaster, and um, so a lot of people just don't follow them. Fair enough. Okay, what else you got, Mel? Quickly, i got a bunch of calls I want to get to. Well, no, everybody else has covered there, so I'll let you go, Shay. Awesome. I wanted to mention. Okay, good stuff. Thanks very much, Mel. Um, I'm going to get one more in here before we have to take a break. Let's go to Pam's. Been waiting a long time. Oh, hang on. I messed that up. Just a second here. Okay. Pam, are you there? Is that you, Pam? It's me. Gotcha. Okay. Perfect uh, perfect lead into what I wanted to say. Um, You can put in all the restrictions you want. Uh, Listening to Jason Kenney yesterday, he says our restrictions are the same as Saskatchewan and other provinces. He talks about, uh, he sounds like a parent talking to a child who won't listen to him, saying, I'm disappointed, I wish you'd do this. What we are lacking and what we need to do before we'll get any of this under control is some enforcement. There has to be consequences to actions. When there isn't, people just go out and do what they want to do. Listening to the earlier callers, Everyone will think of excuses and reasons why they don't want to do follow the restrictions until enforcement becomes a serious thing in this province. We aren't going to do a thing about it. I think a lot of people would agree with you on that, Pam. If you have rules in place, they need to be enforced. A lot of people, uh, yeah, why have rules if they're not going to be followed? Okay, we need to take a break. We'll be back with your calls. 780-496-0063-403-974-8255. You're up after this. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 780-496-0063-403-974-8255. The lines are jammed. Let's get right to it. Patty has been waiting a long time. Hi, Patty. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. Thank you for calling. What's on your mind? You're you're pretty busy. Well, I just wanted to say I enjoy your show, and I really enjoyed Danielle Smith as well. Okay. Um, So I just wanted to say that when this all started... Uh, this conspiracy theory stuff is crazy, and I really wish that sometimes um, Jason Kenney would stand up and talk about that. He has. Maybe. He has. Yes, he has, and that's good. But that's what's keeping people, like, we're divided. That one fellow said we're divided, and we are so divided. Yeah. I started out on that side. Now I'm on the other side. I want to go get a vaccination, and am I? some of my friends are so whacked out about all this stuff that I don't even want to tell them that I'm doing this. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I've my, heard that from my, him. Cousin, 
that, sorry, I just want people to be more positive, be more optimistic. You know. Yeah, I, I, I have, you know, Patty, I think you, you make a good, it's the division that we've let seep into this discussion. Oh. And anyway, I understand that we're not all going to agree yeah. on on the best way to approach this no. and the best strategy, but no. um, we've got it where you, we're at war, right? We're at each other's throats. And, totally, and, totally. And to our own detriment. Even husbands and wives yep. getting a vaccination, you know? It's, it's, it's crazy, craziness. My cousin is a pharmacist. I talk to her all the time. And they've got their vaccinations. She says this is what has to happen to make things get back to some sort of normal. Uh, I, I so. firmly believe that the vaccines are the way out. and uh, I do. I just hope I we do. get to that and number I, we need to. Yeah. That's right. And just a little more positivity and, and maybe Jason Kenny can help us. I don't want to have Rachel Notley, that's for sure. So, Jason, come on. you got to step, step up. up to it and you got to, yeah. Okay, thanks, Patty. Good call. That's Appreciate great. it. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Yeah, you bet. Thank you. Okay, Gord, you're up. Gord, hi. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you doing? Good. Uh, real simple. Like, I mean, real simple. Yeah. And I hear nobody talking about this. We have to open up a department in Canada and put me in charge. It's called the Department of Common Sense. <laughs> That's the first thing we do. The second, serious, the second, serious, the second thing we do is we say to the world, sorry, you can't come in right now. You can't fly from one country to our country. Yep. You can't fly to another country to come into our country through the back door. You can't walk across borders. We have variants that are showing up at a higher rate than the actual virus. So that must mean it's the other countries. Duh. But you keep saying to me, the non-common sense department, hey, let's lock down again for the third time because we know it's going to work this time, but let's continue to import 80,000 people a week into Canada through flights. Yeah, How no, I agree with you, Gord. That's, that's a major loophole that we never have closed. It's just stunning yeah. that nobody's addressing it. And here's the problem. They said, hey, India... We can't have you come in. And they go, not a problem. We'll fly to London, then we'll fly to Canada. Yeah, no, I hear you, I mean, Gord. You're right. Come yeah. on. Yeah, I know. Now, it... Could you get somebody on your radio <laughs> program of any influence of the Department of Stupid Sense and ask them why we're doing it and not just do it? Yeah, I hear you, Gord. I hear you. I got a, I got a, I got a jammed uh, phone bank here that I, I need to get to these calls as many as I can. Um, who's been waiting longest here? We've got D's been on for a while. Hi, D. Quickly, please. Hi. Hi. Um, yeah, first of all, I want to make a disclaimer. <laughs> I believe that everybody should have the right to choose medical treatment on a normal situation. Sure, okay. Um, okay, but I'd like people to think about something. Many years ago, there was children lined up in, in a gym or a, a facility where there was lots of room, and the parents were sitting at their heads waiting for them to die. And two scientists walked in with an experimental treatment, yeah. and it's called insulin. So Banting and Best walked in. And one by one, as they injected these children, they came alive. Now, we're still taking insulin. There's still a lot of com- sorry complications sure. with diabetes. We have not cured it. However, if you took all that insulin away from people who are naysayers, um, how many would die in Alberta? 25,000 at least. No, I know. So, yeah, I mean, science has saved so many lives, right? I mean, it's got a pretty proven track record. It certainly has. Uh, I, I'm with you, D. I, I'm I'm all in on science, 110. Uh, percent I'm right there with you. Okay, I'm going to get one more in here if I can. Chantel, uh, go ahead. 
Hey, how's it going? Good. How you doing? Good. I just wanted to say, I think no matter what you, whether you guys like Kenny, whether you like Notley, whether you like any of the government positions, I think the most important thing is just to listen to what the hospital numbers are. And if there's a huge car accident and you have to be chosen whether you get a ventilator or not in the ICU, and oh, yeah. I think that is really what it comes down to. And I think people really don't, don't want to pay attention to that. No, I think you're right. I think a lot of people say, well, even if I get COVID, I'll be absolutely fine. Don't worry about it. Okay, but if our yeah. hospitals are maxed and there's a shortage on ICU beds and you get in a car accident or you have a heart attack or you have a stroke or you have a cancer surgery delayed, as we've heard of happening, or a hip replacement yeah. surgery delayed, then all of a sudden it's kind of like, oh, wait a minute. Now it's affecting me personally. And I think that does change the minds of a lot of people. Um, thanks That's, very much, yeah. Chantel. I appreciate the call. Uh, we, we've still got phone lines that are, that are jammed. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not going to get to you right now.